Hi, I'm Maui. And I'm Lisa. And you're listening to Simply Us. A podcast where we talk about simple things which we hope you all can relate to. So, Lisa, how has your day been so far? Not bad, not bad. It's, um, it's been great weather here in Sydney. And mm-hmm. uh, our restrictions are getting eased. So that's pretty good. Um, that's, the weather's that's been kind of cloudy and rainy. It's, it's amazing. Ooh, I love the rain. Besides that, school starting in mm-hmm. the day after tomorrow on Tuesday. Uh-huh. Uh, so that- Are you looking forward to that? That's year 12 for you, isn't it? Yeah, first day of year 12. Pretty Ooh, crazy. Ooh, exciting, exciting. I feel like I'm just saying it's exciting because I'm not going through it, so it's just <laughs> good to hear. Uh, year 11 went by so fast. We're starting in-person school on the 18th. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's something to look forward to, I guess. That's good. That's good to know that you're looking forward to that, though. Yeah. What were you going to say? Mm-hmm. So um, I was going to say that maybe we should start off by introducing ourselves a little bit. And, you know, so here's a little question for you. What are your current hobbies like, you know, with like the whole pandemic situation and everything and then just being like locked in the house for like such a like long period of time? Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody's, you know, gotten into something or the other, you know, yeah. and there was this like very creative side of all of us that somehow came out during the pandemic. Yeah. So um, what what like new thing did you take up during this time? Well, I got a skateboard. A few months back mm-hmm. and um, ever since this lockdown started I've been practicing on that a lot mm-hmm. so that's nice it's a good excuse to get out of the house for a little bit just that's true yeah to, yeah just to skate around the street it's pretty good yeah, um that's get like some exercise in, so that's yeah um besides mm-hmm. that I recently got a camera I've been kind of Ooh. doing a little bit of filming a little bit of shooting I might see what I do with it Mm-hmm. So do you see yourself getting into like the photography fields or something later on? I really like it, but I don't think I'd pursue it as like a as a career. career. Mm-hmm. I think more as a hobby. I, I like it as a hobby. Uh, mm-hmm. Besides that, I think I've gone quite into cooking as well. Recently, oh. I baked croissants. That's- oh, my goodness uh-huh <laughs> that is interesting how was that oh uh, it was really good it took me all day to make it though I started in the morning and I finished at like 6 p.m at night oh oh that's yeah. a process it's a very long process yeah that's a long long process and you need like so much patience for that yeah it's yeah it's a lot what was it good you? what uh yeah it was really good surprisingly for a first try I was I was very proud of myself oh wow I'm proud of you too that's that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) maybe next time I see you I'll make you some yes please do um okay what are your hobbies what have you picked up during my hobbies Mm, so I think like when I was like 12 11-ish I started doing calligraphy Arabic calligraphy and it was something I was really into at the time and I did it like a lot like I would like be doing calligraphies like every day and then I think once I got into like high school and stuff then that kind of like I pushed it to the side because then like 
there was just like so much other things that I had to like get done with. So I feel like the pandemic really allowed me to go back to that and like do something that I really, really enjoyed. So I think I I did like a lot of calligraphy. I I learned how to cook. But Ooh, then okay. yeah, I what learned how to of, cook. What's the like, what's the most recent thing you've cooked? The most recent I made cinnamon rolls the other day. Ooh, yum. And those turned out really good. And yes. like you know, I love cinnamon rolls, so then it was yes. just like really nice that they came out so well. So that was really exciting. But then to be honest, I think I'm kind of like done with the kitchen. I'm done with my cooking obsession now. <laughs> it's something I pushed to the side and I'm like, yeah, okay, I learned it. It's okay. So yeah. I see, I see. That's good. So as you I think you just said about how you know in-person school starting and you'll be going to year 11. And yeah. that can be really nerve-wracking. Year like 12, that can actually. be you're sorry you're 12 I'm sorry um (laughs) so um and that can be really nerve-wracking so how are you dealing with that and are you actually even stressed about it or is it just something that you're like you know looking forward to and you're ready for it okay well going into year 12 it's a a big thing last year of high school Mm -hmm. um and it's we have hcs at the end of year 12 so Mm -hmm. Um, you know how to Uh, I don't think so. I, I'm okay, so basically sure. at the end of year 12, we have an exam. Mm-hmm. And um, after we do the exam, we get a score, which is called our ATAR. And then okay. that ATAR helps us get into uni. So I guess, yeah, there's a bit of stress going into that to, you know, if I want a good ATAR, I have to put in a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, there is, there is a bit of stress. There's a lot of work um yeah that's true but I feel like uh I'm trying not to get too stressed about it Mm -hmm. and not to overwork myself because I did that last year and I had had burnouts and then I I wouldn't do as well as I would have if I hadn't burnt Mm -hmm. out that's true but yeah it's it's good to have something to keep you to help you something that keeps you motivated something that mm-hmm. helps you de-stress as well that's so having, true having goals in mind helps you stay motivated and then and then having like a hobby or two that helps you de-stress mm-hmm. that's a good thing too yeah that's a good thing um I completely agree with you I feel like um it can be really scary like just the idea that like you know like next year it's college then it's universities it's you're going to be there's this complete shift in you as a person I feel once you start uni and stuff yeah you know and sometimes you just feel like you're not prepared for it you're just like no I'm just not old enough to do this yeah it's crazy how fast it happened I remember when 18 used to feel so far away and I'm going to be 18 in a few months I know and I I don't know if you feel this way too but I, I feel like as kids like we're just in such a hurry to like grow up and we are growing up things and And somewhere in that we kind of are like oh I don't want to be a kid anymore you know Mm. and then when we grow up we wish we were kids again yeah yeah so I feel like okay for all of our listeners just just take it slow yeah don't be in a hurry to grow up 
enjoy True. every moment you get because every every moment is a new opportunity and you just and we don't realize it until that opportunity is gone yeah that's, that's so true yeah so i think what you're saying is completely right because until you're not done with that point in your life you'll never have enough gratefulness for it like you're never gonna feel grateful for a certain thing until it's gone you know mm-hmm. until it's a memory for you and then you're yeah. like oh man i wish i was back there mm. so yeah especially when you like when you move out even mm-hmm. though i haven't experienced that yet but like from seeing like my cousins or whatever growing up and leaving their houses mm-hmm. it's like at home it's a place where you want to grow up and then leave and then mm-hmm. and then you grow old and you just want to go back home you know mm-hmm. yeah I feel like it's a cycle it's it's uh, you know that thing where they say and you don't experience something you never have full knowledge of it mm-hmm. like you can never be like or, or I think it's in the manner that, like, you know how we're, like, trained ever since we're kids to, like, you know, you finish kindergarten, then you go into elementary school, and then you get into elementary school, then you have to go to middle school, and then yeah. it's middle school to high school, then high school to college, then college to job. It, there's always a futuristic point of view in everything that we do. We're doing something to get into the future, you know, and have a better future. But at times, that can be probably not the best thing for you because then you might just stop living in the moment living in that like you know in that in that moment where there's so much happening but all you're actually worried about is like okay what's gonna happen after this yeah because it's like it's like normal to have there's like that continuous flow you know it's it's that Mm -hmm. school then than uni than job and all and whatnot mm-hmm. but um okay it's like mm-hmm. a whole cycle like you said earlier that we mm-hmm. have to go in that order from school to uni to job and mm-hmm. um it just kind of sucks the fun out of life in my opinion yeah it does I feel like it's really hard as well to just be like you know what I don't care about my future and I'm just gonna focus on today like, I understand, like, you can't do that because ultimately, yeah. like, there is a f- higher goal that you want to achieve. But then I think what we need to learn, especially being kids of this generation where everything just goes by so fast, like everything, like whether it's growing up or whether it's like, you know, finishing like milestones in your life, everything is just going by like so fast that I feel like we need to learn how to be okay and living in the moment while still making a better future for ourselves like every day that you're living is building up to your future anyways so then live this day to the fullest so then you can have a better future do you have any personal experiences where you feel like there's things that you wish you would have done or like you wouldn't have done or is there something that you feel like if you wouldn't have done that then you wouldn't be who you are today I feel like if I never moved back here to Sydney um, mm-hmm. last year, mm-hmm. I would probably be different in mm-hmm. terms of pretty much everything, honestly. I feel like if I mm-hmm. continued schooling there, I would be a different person Yeah, to who I am now. Mm-hmm. Because it's, all about, it's also like all about your surroundings, the people that you're with. 
True. Um, that influence you and uh, in Sydney, it has a very different vibe mm -hmm. in comparison yeah. to Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. So yeah, That's I feel true. like if if I never moved here, I'd probably be very different to who I am right now. For me, um, when I moved to Saudi Arabia, I felt, to be honest, I I didn't like it in the beginning. I was very reluctant about it. I. I didn't want to meet anyone. I didn't want to make friends mm. because I feel like I was just so stuck to where I was before that I just, I just did not want to move on from that part of my life. Mm -hmm. And that's just not how it works. Whether you want it to be like that or you don't, it's just not how it works. So when I, I think when I finally did start like kind of like being okay and like starting to accept situations and things like that, mm -hmm. that's when I saw Saudi from a very different point of view from a very unbiased kind of point of view where I wasn't thinking about how the people were or this and that it was just me and how my life is now and like you said I would have been a very different person if I was still in um, India I was in India before Saudi and I would have been very very different than I am today and yeah. and, I, and I mean that in a good way that coming to Saudi has given me like so many different experiences that I've only been able to learn from them. Change, in my opinion, I think change helps us move forward in life. Mm -hmm. It helps us to experience new opportunities. Mm -hmm. And that's true. It helps us to evolve. Not to say that change can't be scary. That's not to say that you. Yes, change is scary. Yeah, it is scary. It's something that, especially like major changes in your life where you're, for example, for us, I think it's more relatable for us to say that like moving from one place to another. Yeah. And, you know, and moving from a place where like all you've ever known is that place. Like, yeah. that's like the only thing that you know of. Yes. And then you move to like a completely different side of the world where everything is just like different. And adjusting yeah. to that while still feeling... And while still not, like, while still trying to feel like, okay, it's okay, you know, end of the day, it's going to be fine. And trying not to be ungrateful or trying to be resentful towards that change. It's mm -hmm. hard. Because yeah. in my case, I've noticed that for the first initial, like, few months that I was here, I was very resentful towards Saudi. I was very, like, oh, this is not right. And that's not right. And this is not how it was. And I was comparing everything. You know, every small thing was being compared by me. Why? Because I was just trying to point out faults in Saudi just because I wasn't ready to let go of that part of my life. To me, it didn't make sense. To me, it was like, I don't want to be here. There is no concept of I could lead a life, like a good life here. Yeah, I get you. And then, and then like, I think, I think eventually... I had mm. to like tell myself like I can't keep doing that because end of the day the only person that's causing harm to is yourself. Yeah. The way you think is not really going to cause harm to anyone else but yourself. Mm. And that's important to like navigate. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. I feel I feel the same. When I moved here to Australia last year, um <laughs> I was very scared because, see, I had, like, a lot of friends back in Saudi, 
and I had Mm -hmm. nobody I knew here except my family Mm -hmm. so I was very scared about studying in a new school yeah like yeah like that and Mm -hmm. see it's all new because I was studying new school was probably probably one thing that really scared me Mm -hmm. especially since I I was going into year 10 when I joined when I came here Mm -hmm. yeah I think mostly, most part was okay, that I was afraid of how the studies would be because apparently mm-hmm. it's very, very tough, but it's not as tough as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am, I've accepted whatever struggles came along the way and I've, I've made really good friends now. That's really nice to know. I think to be honest, um, I had, I think, I don't remember who said this to me, but they said that until you don't accept a situation, there's mm-hmm. no way you're ever going to be able to tackle it. And and in the process where you're starting to accept something for what it is, mm-hmm. then you stop complaining about it because you're taking yeah. it for what it is. So you're not trying to like find out faults in it because now you're just like, okay, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And now I just have to work around this and see, you know, what I can do to for like my betterment, mm-hmm. you know? So the you know what they say about like acceptance is key. It really is. Because once you start accepting situations, then things just become easier. And that's yeah. not to say that accepting things is easy or it's just like an overnight process or something. Mm-hmm. It takes a while. But eventually you will start feeling more comfortable and more open and more okay with what's happening. Mm-hmm. I feel like that goes for like yourself as well. Mm-hmm. You have to learn to accept yourself who you are. Yeah, if, that's true. Because then feeling, your mind uh-huh. becomes clearer and more focused on the things you need to get done because you just, yeah. you'll stop worrying about who you need to be, who you should be. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I think it's really important for the kids, for like girls our age, like you see everybody in some way or the other has this has this inferiority complex with like another person. And that's not always in like a bad way. It's not always resulting in like jealousy or something. It's just like, oh, you know, it could start off with like, a, oh, she's so pretty. And then you start feeling like I'm not pretty enough. It's not even comparing. It's not even something that you're doing intentionally. It just happens like subconsciously. Yeah, you know. I get you. I feel like to an extent, it's kind of the human condition. It's human nature. Yeah, to compare yourself. Yeah, yeah. But and and I think it's really important Mm -hmm. to look after yourself. Um. Yeah, I feel like it's really important for us to start accepting ourselves because I feel love like self-love comes from acceptance you know and when you're okay with who you are and what you believe in and the morals that you have then it's really hard for another person to come and like waver those it's really hard for someone to come and like change you then yeah and if that and if you're changing yourself for anybody else then it's really not worth it because yeah because in the end you're just gonna you're just 
perfect for that person, but not for yourself. And that's what matters. Yeah. And like, you know how you were talking about burnouts earlier? I feel like that's why burnouts happen too, because you're so busy caring about other people and you're just doing what they like. Mm-hmm. That after a certain point, like there's no motivation for you. Because all you're doing this for is for this other person. And there's no inner motivation that's motivating you to do more. And then yeah. I feel like that's why burnouts happen. That's why we get so emotionally tired. Mm-hmm. You it put all your really... energy towards towards yeah. making that person or happy. Yeah, yeah making or them satisfied happy, making or whatever. Proud. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and I think that's something that we all are learning. And I and I feel like it comes with age as well. Mm-hmm. You know, being comfortable with who you are and being yeah. okay. Like a small example of that would be when I started wearing the hijab. Yes. I was very conscious of it. Like I wanted my hijab to like, you know, look like a certain way. And I wanted that like point on the top and everything to be in perfect mm-hmm. alignment. And you know, all of that thing. But end of the day, I realized that if I'm wearing the hijab just to look perfect, you know, then I probably shouldn't even be wearing it. Mm. Because I feel like when I used to wear the hijab just for, you know, just to look good or something, then it was easier for me to take it off. It was easier for me to just like pull it off in like a party or something. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so do but you then, remember when you started wearing it? Mm, me? I had a really up and down journey with it, I feel. I started it, the first time I put it on, I think I was 11. Mm-hmm. And I think I wore it, I loved it. I wore it everywhere. And then I took it off, I think in like five months, maybe. And mm-hmm. then I would just wear it on and off, really just based on like, if I wanted to wear it, then I'd wear it. I wouldn't otherwise. Um, and then last year, December, December 2020, I think, was when I put it on and I was like, I'm going to keep this on and I'm going to do this the right way, you know? And I feel like culturally for us, it's really okay. Culturally, it becomes okay for us to take it off in front of like our male cousins. Yeah. Because like, oh, they're just your brothers anyways. But when I decided to put the hijab on last year, I knew that if I'm doing this, then I'm like doing this the right way. So I started wearing the hijab in front of my male cousins and everything. Mm -hmm. And and that felt more right to me. Like, now, I don't think I'd be able to pull it off in front of someone. Like, I don't think I'd just be like, oh, okay, it's, it's okay if it's not there. I see. Yeah, I get you. It. know? Mm-hmm. So, so, I think that's, like, a really small example. So, now I'm much more comfortable in it. And I take, and I wear it with pride now. It's something that I'm very proud about. Mm-hmm. Okay, back know? to that that um, with that topic and back to what we were talking about and change. Um, mm-hmm. When I moved here, I had that because you know Australia. It's you think white people, right? Mm-hmm. I was I was a hijabi since I was sixteen mm-hmm. or fifteen, and um, coming here to a predominantly white community was yeah. uh, scary because because well the obvious I was just yeah. afraid of not fitting in I guess mm-hmm. yeah and since I came here I've been working on myself trying to accept myself as who I am 
mm-hmm. and not having to feel the need to fit in anywhere. Yeah. And that's a really big change. And I'm really proud of you for like, you know, taking that initiative. Thank you. And trying to like do that. I know I sound like your mom, but still. No, it's something- I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> it's good to see people. And and I feel like when you have empowering high morale and strong people around you somewhere it rubs off on you and then you want to be like them you know Mm -hmm. and you start wanting to do things in a certain way and you and then that's when you start creating like your boundaries where you say no to anything that exceeds it like you will just say outrightly no and that's Mm -hmm. something that I'm still like learning to do like you know I I think for a very long time I was a very big people's pleaser you know just saying okay yeah sure it's all right until I realized that that's the it's actually not even doing good to the person in front of me who I'm saying okay to it's not really doing anything to them and it's definitely not doing anything good to me and I think that's when I realized that like okay you need to stop there's there's certain things which you just have to say no to like no I'm not gonna take that you know even if that means that like you're losing your so-called friends yeah I agree yeah so coming back to the um to about like change and things was there any point in your life where you felt like you wanted to change things like you this time like you wanted some change and did you like end up making that sort of change or you know did you like go about it in some way okay um making a change in my life so I think for quite a while I've been wanting to be more active Mm-hmm. and take better care of my body take better mm-hmm. care of myself um mm-hmm. and yeah I am taking steps towards that change I try and go out as much as I can to the park yeah or for a run or for a skate that's, that's, that's yeah I'm really trying to make time for that kind of stuff yeah and I feel like um what about you um I think I think same like as you said that there's there's a change that I want to make within me not necessarily things around me you know and I feel like it's not always the big things it's not always doing something like huge it's like the small things like maybe creating yourself like a morning routine or like setting yourself like these certain hours where you want to study you know and like creating like a routine for yourself like you said like you want to start you know getting better with your like body and your health and everything and those are small changes which will like lead up to like like again like back to the whole future thing like these are small changes that you're making today which will help you in the future for me as of now I just really want to focus on like studies and um and you know do good in whatever I'm doing Mm -hmm. and like give my 100% at it So that's what I'm working on. And I've recently created myself a small morning routine. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. So that's something I'm very um, happy about. For a very large part of my life, I was a very 
emotional person a very like I would take my decisions on a very emotional level like you know yeah but recently I think I've started becoming very practical very mm-hmm. practical and I for myself I like that change I'm I'm glad that switch happened and did that happen to you too is there anything that you can add on to that um I feel like yeah I am going through changes in general within mm-hmm. myself um I feel like there's just some decisions that you have to take on like a very practical basis mm-hmm. like you have to let go of what your heart is saying yeah and you have to listen to your brain and be like you know and I think I've been a very impulsive decision maker as well. Like very impulsive. It's like, mm. I feel like this, I'm going to do this. And then that's not always like the best thing. So I've definitely started giving more thought to what I've, when it comes to like decisions and choosing what I want to say and what I want to like keep aside. And oh, wait, I think we should tell them how we met for the first time. You want to tell me, should I say it? I think you should say your part of the story and then I'll say mine. All right, so one fine day, I was walking home from school and I hop into the elevator and I see a woman with a little child going like six floors ahead of me. So I get into the elevator and I like get into the corner because strange danger. And this <laughs> woman turns to me and she's, she, she introduces herself. She's like, hi. I'm like, hi. And then she asked me what school I go to. So I was like, okay, cool. And I told her. And um, I was like, you know, she's harmless. Just a mom with her child. And um, she's like, oh, I have a daughter around your age. You should come visit us sometime. We live on so-and-so floor. And I was like, okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) I don't exactly know how I should react to that. So um, basically, <laughs> wait. So then I think she came up after that, right? And she came and she was like, um, I met this girl in the elevator, and I was like, okay. I was like, why are you meeting a girl in the elevator? Like, why are you so excited about this? And then she was like, she seems so nice, and you know, she goes to the school and everything. And I'm like, okay, like that's that's nice, I guess, right? She became friends with her mom right yeah and her mom and my mom became like really good friends and then like I finally met like Lisa and when I first met Lisa it was kind of really awkward because I was like yeah oh, wait, so she's awkward. the girl in the elevator and we were just quiet and we were like mm, yeah okay it so and awkward. it was this like it was this family gathering kind of like setup so we had like a like two of like our other friends there as well so we're all just like okay hi <laughs> you know <laughs> And then I think like 20 minutes into our conversation, me and everybody, we were just like singing and dancing and laughing so hard. And like by the end of that night, we kind of just became like best friends. It was the randomest thing ever. Yeah, it was it was really good though. Yeah, that's true. So if your mom ever sees a girl in the elevator and she tells you to be your friend, um, <laughs> I think you should like give it a try. <laughs> So that's how we met. And ever since then, we've been best friends. So that's that's how me and Lisa, you know, became best friends. For those yeah, of you all. Pretty crazy. 
Yeah, that was pretty, pretty crazy. crazy. Probably the most yeah. interesting way I've met somebody. Yeah. So with that, what are your views on traveling? Do you like to travel? Is that something you enjoy? Traveling? Yeah, I really do like traveling. Mm-hmm. And do you like the experience of flying? Maybe not so much. I'd be like sitting in the in the plane when it's taking off, and I'd be praying. But like, but like oh, okay. after that, I'm more good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh funny travel story actually um I used to travel alone from India to Saudi right so and if anybody knows me they know how clumsy I can be even if I try to act all like yeah I got all this under control but yeah I actually don't and um right before I boarded my flight um or like when I was like checking in my grandfather was like you know like don't lose your boarding pass and this and that and I was like yeah yeah don't worry like not gonna happen and I walked inside, like, after, like, the whole, like, um, security check and everything, and I dropped my boarding pass somewhere, right? And I casually went, and I sat on, like, the chairs and everything, and I'm, like, waiting for my, like, announcements and things like that. And then for some reason, I opened my passport, or I had to, like, put it in my bag, and I couldn't find the boarding pass. When you were in the plane? No, when, when I was sitting in, like, the gate area before, like, oh. the flight takes off. So I was sitting yeah. there, and I couldn't find my boarding pass. And I'm, like... But normally you would think my first instinct would be to like go to someone and be like, hey, kind of lost my boarding pass or like, you know, mm. report to an official. I just sat there because <laughs> I'm trying not to look like I'm worried because I'm traveling alone and I was like a kid and I didn't want to look like I needed help or anything. So I'm just mm. sitting there and I'm like casually looking around on this seat and that seat. And then I realized that, oh, it's not even here. Like it's not even in this area. So then that's when I was kind of like, hmm, what do I do? So I walked back to like the security check area and everything and I found it there alhamdulillah I was there you know That's found hard. it came back acted like nothing ever happened <laughs> and I didn't tell anyone this because then I knew everybody would tell me like how could you do that we told you so yeah that's that's me if you wanted an insight that is <laughs> but like to be honest like me and these are like polar opposites and yeah. And, like, we're, like, what you would think best friends to be. That's me and Lisa. Like, yeah. I'm yeah, probably the one jumping around somewhere and getting myself into trouble. And Lisa's just there. And she's, like, why are you even doing this? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like you would go and, like, talk to anybody. And I'd be, like, no. Yeah. Cool. Like, I would have to, like, I... I would like drag Lisa to talk to like people who I knew and be like, this is my best friend. Come say hi. And Lisa would be like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. But for me, that was fun. That was that was really fun. That was fun for you putting me into awkward situations like that. That was- so that. But anyways, coming back. Well, with that note, I think we're gonna end today's episode of the podcast. And we hope you enjoyed it. See you next time. Bye. Bye.